So, man, it's just uh, it's just the year of the in, inappropriate consensual relationship. Uh, you know, the Vince McMahon thing is is one of those things, one such thing. CBS Sports. Changing the channel here. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Ime Udoka facing possible season-long suspension due to improper relationship with female staff member. Improper and consensual. And look, I get it. Uh, that's when you say, okay, he didn't do anything illegal in all likelihood, or from the sound of it anyways, it doesn't seem. But it's one of those like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have, but, you know, <laughs> the heart wants what it wants. The penis wants what it wants. I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, it's... We don't know all these details, but we know that over in WWE land, Vince McMahon fucking retired on July 22nd. Today's September. That was two months ago, exactly. Today's September 22nd. Vince McMahon retired from initially it was like, okay, he's not going to have much of an executive function anymore within the company, but also... As long as Vince McMahon's there, of course he's going to. <laughs> he's the boss. Even if his, uh, his, his resume doesn't say so after you know July 1st or whatever it was. Adrian, Boston Celtics coach Ime Uduka is likely facing a suspension for the entire 2022-23 season for his role in a consensual relationship with female, female staff members. But I just saw something. I thought that was official, that he's been suspended for the season. Uh, which is like, whoa, what, like, what does that mean? I want consent. They keep saying consensual, and then they they use inappropriate and consensual in the same, you know, in the same breath, in the same sentence. So, is it because is it a similar thing to Vince McMahon, where Vince didn't do anything illegal per se, but it's a questionable, fuzzy kind of like. You know, with the power that I, I always think that's a weird, you know, when the when the boss of like a huge thing like that is, finds himself in a relationship with <laughs> numerous women, I guess, and then paying them off. You know, there's a le- there's a certain degree to which you're like, OK, well, the consent, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, and then it's like, well, that was a waste of money because <laughs> the whole wasn't the whole payoff supposed to be. Isn't that hush money? Isn't that so nobody ever knows? But people are always going to know. Because if you're Vince McMahon and you're cheating on your wife, who I think, you know, they're, they're a wife, husband and wife in, you know, in the eyes of the law only. I, from what I understand, that relationship has been not so great for a long time. But nevertheless, if you're cheating on your wife, whether you, whether you hate her or not, whether she hates you or not, love, hate, whatever it is, uh, that's, that's you're, you're going to get got eventually, whether you pay millions of dollars in hush money or have NDAs or have, you know, some goon, you know, clean up for you or whatever it is. Uh, and that was enough to, like, Vince McMahon has, uh, has withstood, you know, he, his company almost, I mean, WCW truly did almost put these guys out of business. 
they didn't. In the end, it was like, holy shit. And then WCW went out of business and was purchased by Vince McMahon. Uh, but he survived WCW clobbering them. He survived the steroid trials in the 90s. He survived. I mean, there were other kind, like allegations and scandals. and I mean, it's just there's so much that he has survived. <laughs> You know, that he comes out of it on the other end somehow better off than before. And it seems like, oh my gosh, this might be the end of Vince McMahon. And then he comes back bigger and stronger and has more success and more makes more money than he ever had. Uh, You know, Bret Hart leaves, he fires, or, you know, he releases Bret Hart from his contract, screws him out of the championship at Survivor Series. And then that directly creates the Mr. McMahon character. Like two weeks before Survivor Series, Vince McMahon was an announcer on Monday Night Raw. Then at Survivor Series, it's the first pay-per-view in I don't know how long that Vince wasn't the the lead announcer. I mean, and then we see Vince like in a regular, like, oh, he's the owner of the company. That's right. And then that creates the evil Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon character that was such a huge reason uh, for the success of WWF in the 90s and beating WCW and putting them out of business and not the other way around as it very much looked like it could be. Um, yeah, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> but because, uh, you know, Stone Cold was awesome. The Rock was awesome. They still would have done great business, but – Having Vince McMahon, that extra element of, oh, this guy really owns the company. And he's, oh, is he, he's really trying to screw Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's letting him show up on his programming every Monday night. <laughs> anyway, but he's, he's just gets, he just, you know, seems to draw strength from these horrible things that seem like they're going to put Vince out of business. And then we get to this whole thing earlier this year with the, the sex scandal payoff, whatever you want to call it. And he steps down in his role as president and see, okay, I get that. He's still going to be in charge of the product, though. He, he's still pretty much in charge. And then just out of, you know, he makes a few appearances on Raw on SmackDown, introduces John Cena for the 20-year, you know, John Cena appreciation night. And then we don't see him again. And then on July 22nd, he tweets out like, hey, I'm old, I'm retired now, see you, bye. <laughs> and that's it. Which, by the way, I still don't understand why he didn't stick around for one more week to just like, you know, the following Monday, they, that Friday they were in Boston at TD Garden. You would have th- And then the following Monday was the Rey Mysterio 20-year celebration in Madison Square Garden, which is like I'm shocked that Vince didn't stick around just a few more days to make one more final live raw appearance in Madison Square Garden. That shocks me. But yeah. and then to just stick around a few more days after that to do SummerSlam. And then, you know, August 1st make the hey guys, I'm retired. Another 9 days or so. I don't I still I still don't quite get that, but yeah, maybe Vince, maybe this was just a good excuse. You know, there's nothing that said Vince had to leave the company or anything. And maybe they just wanted to get, you know, just best for business as they say. Uh, but maybe, maybe, Hey, 
crazy thought. Maybe Vince McMahon is human after all and is a 76-year-old, 78-year-old, what is he, 75, 77. Um, The only way I know Vince McMahon's age is because he had turned 50 uh, in 1995 because that was the first time he did an AOL. They used to have the wrestlers do AOL chats. You go in the chat room and you could chat which was, I thought that was kind of neat, like chatting with all these guys. Um, not that they are just responding to anybody, but it was it was cool to have, you know, you can send some questions in. and I thought that was a cool thing. But anyway, especially in 1995, there was nothing like that <laughs> ever before. I mean, there was no internet before uh, the 90s when everybody started getting it in the, in the mid-90s, 94, 95, 96, everybody had... Something, AOL, Prodigy, CompuServe, <laughs> whatever it was. Mm. Um, and so that's why I remember he turned 50 in 1995. So I'm like, okay. So he turned 75 in 2015 plus 5. That's 2020. Uh, so that would have been 75 plus 2, 77. There you go. That's how I do my good math, and I figure out that Vince McMahon is 77. It's also quite possible that he just said, you know what? I'm fucking exhausted. I can't. I've been I've been uh, doing this Vince McMahon thing for a long, long time, and I've been sleeping for three or four hours a night for a long, long time, and maybe it just got to that point where it's like, you know what? I can't. I'm just done. Because, like, why didn't he just go to SmackDown? Especially in the aftermath of that, like, Brock Lesnar walking out and saying, if there's no Vince, there's no Brock Lesnar. And I'm sure Vince called him directly to say, like, dude, chill. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, And get him to turn around and come back to TD Garden and then go to SummerSlam. Uh, But anyway, but yeah, I still, it's just, to me, I will never fully understand why Vince didn't just stick around for one more week. Because people were like, in June, like, oh, he should retire right now. And he kept, you know, he did the opposite. He, you know, thumbed his nose seemingly by showing up in, on television, on Raw, on SmackDown. Uh, but, yeah. And and maybe there was some level of just be. Vince McMahon's not going to be forced out of anything. But I'm sure since the board of directors was doing the investigation, I mean, he probably – his legal people, his other executive, he and his family too, I'm sure, said like, I, you know, it really, you should really think about like, probably best, best to just hang it up, unfortunately. But if I were Vince McMahon, I would have stuck around for nine, ten more days, just to have one more appearance at MSG, one more, you know, not that he would have come out and made an appearance at SummerSlam, but anyway. But I start to wonder, like, did he know? Like, he came back at WrestleMania and had a match and got a Stone Cold Stunner, the worst-looking Stone Cold Stunner ever, but he still did. Did he, you know, was he pretty much like, ah, you know, I just paid millions and millions of dollars to these women. <laughs> They're probably going to – it's probably closing in on me pretty soon. I better have, you know, one last big WrestleMania moment and uh, have one last WrestleMania match at the age of 76, I guess he would have been at the time, and get one more Stone Cold Stunner. And then uh, my in-ring career will officially be over. And he pro- and I'm thinking maybe he knew that in the, in the months to come, the rest of it might have come to an end too. I don't know. Either way, uh, yeah, and then, and then Ime Udoka 
coach of the Celtics is likely to be out for the whole season because of, and again, it's like consensual, but inappropriate. And I, I guess, you know, and I, I know a lot of people, that people have like morality clauses in their contracts and stuff like that. And that can probably be up for interpretation of whatever, you know, the executives of the team and management and stuff. It could, it could, it could be that like Udoko was like, eh, just dating some girl who worked in the office or just, you know, getting it on. And they didn't like that. And so he's just, for the whole season, I mean, geez. So the details of Vince McMahon still haven't come out. I'm sure they will at some point. And the details of uh, Udoka will come out at some point. But it's like, wow. It's just, this stuff seems to be, it's not like it's new. It's not like it's just happening. It's never happened before. It's that now people are being held accountable, which is a good thing. But also, like, I just keep, I keep, you know, when I keep seeing consensual, again, I think a lot of it just ties back to the whole power dynamic of it all. You know, Vince McMahon is like, he's one of the richest people, very powerful, uh, very, you know, imposing kind of intimidating figure. Um Consensual, yes, probably, but also like kind of, you know, in a literal sense, consensual, but maybe, you know, it's always that weird thing. And maybe that's where all this stuff gets kind of shady and ugly because, you know, that's the, you, you don't have an affair with somebody at work and then pay them millions of dollars because it was just a simple, I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> And the same thing with Udoka. Like, what, what, what else? What are the, what are the remaining details that we don't know? And maybe that was the same thing too. He's the coach of the team. He has a certain amount of power, and I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's hush money in that one too. Who knows? But either way, it's like, boy, this is who's who's going to be next on the on the thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm exhausted. Boy, I'm tired. Fuck. Mm, it's Thursday, so that's nice. But boy, oh boy, I'm I'm ready. I'm not just ready for it to be Friday evening or Saturday. I'm ready for just a very long period of not doing anything. And I don't. I'm not tricking myself into thinking that that's coming at any point in the near future. But it would be swell if it did. We'll see. Uh, what else? Sports, I mean, yeah, you got the whole Udoka thing. You got Steelers-Browns tonight. You got Yankees-Red Sox, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that's not going to be as exciting as as other years. It'll still be good. I think the Red Sox are still, like, mathematically, <laughs> mathematically in the playoff picture in the sense that, like, again, mathematically – if 50,000 things happened exactly as they need to happen, uh, which would be like all the other teams losing and them winning and this team beats that team and the Yankees lose on a Thursday uh, while hobbling on their left feet, uh, rounding the bases, then uh, that kind of thing. But in the, in the 
<laughs> in a realistic sense, they're you know their seasons. They're not going anywhere uh, after the season's over. Uh, but it's still always you know Yankees Red Sox is still always fun no matter what. It's still a good good time. So that's what's happening. Is there college football today? West Virginia at Vatek. Coastal Carolina at Georgia something. Georgia Southern, Georgia something. I don't know. It's not, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. Is this all today? Oh, there's, and then Chattanooga at Illinois on the Big Ten Network. Whoa. So you got college football on ESPN and ESPN2. You got Chattanooga and Illinois on the Big Ten. You got uh, Red Sox, Yankees. On uh, it looks like that's going to be on Fox, Fox Channel, Fox Network, and then Steelers Browns, and uh, yeah, okay, and then the big weekend ahead of oh, plenty of football. What's on the? I know we've talked about NFL, college football. Yeah, I'm sure there's stuff again. I, Clemson at Wake Forest. I mean, it's two ranked teams, but is that is that going to be anything interesting? And I guess. I mean, App State is <laughs> once again kind of in the spotlight. I feel like are they not? Aren't they? Uh, they're they're pulling off some nice uh, victories here and there. I don't know. I gotta. I wish I had more time to pay more attention to it. I'm just. It's exciting to have football back, but it's also like I wish I had more time. There's just never enough time, is there? No, there isn't. All right. We'll talk to you soon, right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.